1: Hey, folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Script Media Network.
2: Hey, I'm Alura Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth.
1: Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door.
2: Matt gets me. He knows I'm tired, annoyed, and sometimes pushed to the brink by the intense chaos of our lives right now. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation.
1: So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. Conspiracy theorists and haters shall be neutralized on site. All right,
2: Matt, let's get at it. Hey, Matt, it's uh, almost tax day. How are you today?
1: April 15th, 2021 is tax day, although I heard they moved it to May 15th because hashtag quarantine, COVID, crapness.
2: You know, I have to tell you, there's something about that that sort of cracks me up because I feel like if you're an accountant and everyone is working from home, I don't understand why quarantine would mean that now you need longer time to do the same work. I, I honestly don't. I mean, I'm happy for the accountants, but I don't really understand why it would require extra time. Well, maybe it's,
1: I don't know. I'm, no, I'm nothing there. You're right. You're just <laughs> Although, went, you're you just win know, the argument.
2: <laughs> what I, what I, Here's what I imagine the answer is. I imagine the answer is, hey, taxes are annoying, and it's annoying to have to get your shit in on time. So we're just going to give you one less thing to get annoyed about since you're already irritated about quarantine. Well, That's I, what I'm just deciding.
1: I don't want to be too glib or too ignorant, of which now I'm about to be glib and ignorant. But if you are unemployed or you are suffering from COVID or still working or not working, whatever you're doing, you're right. You may have still have the same amount of time to prep your shit for the year, no? I don't know.
2: There's less demands. There's less other demands on your time. So I sort of feel like, I don't know, getting your taxes in shouldn't be that difficult. I mean, but maybe it is. I don't know.
1: Well, we're going to plead the fifth, right? You're a lawyer. That's the right one sure. to plead? Oh, right. okay.
2: <laughs> sure. Well, it's yeah, we'll flee the fifth. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you know, I'm feeling I have to tell you, Matt, I'm feeling sort of um pensive. Or, you know, I want to say philosophical, but my, more my psychological. <laughs> no, definitely not my pensive. Um, no, I'm feeling like I'm starting to think about all of these things that have been different for me during this time and wondering how long they're gonna be that way. So, like I watched a movie the other day and Got very anxious while I was watching it because there were these crowd scenes and people were really close together and not wearing masks.
1: But but it was a movie.
2: Right. But it was a movie and it was taped before quarantine. But like that's like this weird lingering result. Um, And I was watching by the way. So have you seen this show with Stanley Tucci that everyone's talking about? I have not. Okay. Well, you're just missing out. Stanley Tucci goes around Italy and tells you how great it is and how great the food is. And it's just wonderful. But what was really interesting is that some of the episodes were shot before COVID and some of them were shot after COVID. And they actually put a disclaimer on on the screen before some of the episodes that said, by the way, this episode was taped before COVID to sort of let you know, that's why no one's wearing a mask in the episodes.
1: That's fascinating.
2: It is. And it just struck me, like, how long is it going to be before these? They're like, you know, they're minor, but they're sort of lingering effects of the trauma of going through this period. I wonder how long it's going to last.
1: But I mean, at some point, are we going to have disclaimers in front of every film that was shot in the next coming year and a half saying, disclaimer, everyone in this film has been fully vaccinated?
2: Right. Like, who knows? But at the same time, you know. That psychological effect, it's there where you notice, at least I do. I notice when people are in even you know in fiction where I'm watching it and I see that they're close together. Have you had the stress dreams about the masks?
1: I what? I have had stress dreams.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have. I've had stress dreams. About being someplace without my mask, like my my typical unprepared dream has now morphed into a quarantine dream of showing up someplace without my mask.
1: In fear of getting sick, or are you aware you've been vaccinated in your dream, or is this like or an inception in an inception within an inception? <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I, I was researching and. So there, this phenomenon is like actually pretty widespread and and uh, medical professionals are reporting having a lot of nightmares about like ventilators and respirators and people being on them and not having enough ventilators for the amount of patients or them not working because the medical community has been so traumatized. So, that you know, this is happening. I've heard lots of friends tell me that they've had COVID specific nightmares
1: I mean, that's not surprising. It has been extraordinarily traumatic mentally, physically, for everyone in the front lines at every hospital around the country to have to manage and deal with this. I, I It's one of those things where you just can't imagine, unless you know somebody who's been in the space and they tell you how actually traumatic it's been.
2: Absolutely. And even those of us who don't work in the medical community have our own kind of trauma. You know, it might be less or so, but I always take it back that I wonder... And I call it the potholder effect. I wonder what my potholder effect is going to be. And, and what I mean by that is my grandmother lived through the Depression, as did you know so many of our grandparents. And there were lingering effects from living through that time period. And I know that for my grandmother, one of her lingering effects was that she never threw anything away. I remember in her house, she had potholders that were knitted out of the red string that goes around bakery boxes. Oh, my. Because... Yeah, because she wouldn't throw it away and she had to find a way to use it. So I wonder, what is the, the COVID version of that going to be?
1: Well, I have wonderful dreams these days because I downloaded the New York State COVID passport app. And it asked me those questions you get when you try to take out a loan, like what street were you born on? And, you know, what was your mother's blood type in 1977 or whatever? And, you know, you upload your date and everything and you get this little fancy QR code. It's not quite a QR code. It's like more fancy than a QR code. It's fancier
2: than a QR code?
1: It's a, I don't know, SR code. It's a ZR code. I'm making that up. It's some kind of, it looks like like static on a TV after the Ah. color bars go off at one in the morning. It looks like. And
2: it does it, does it launch a menu?
1: <laughs> they <call> the cure. <laughs> We're
2: here.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like TV static, but but it's an app on your phone that goes into like Apple Wallet or Google Wallet, and you could show it at different places that are actually asking for proof of vaccination. And I'm reading all these places that they're starting to do it, like like we talked about in previous episodes, the cruise ship. They're going to want to see that thing when you register, when you go to maybe a Broadway show, when they cordon off Thursdays are a only, you show the thing, right? And I find it intriguing that some people are like, they're going to find me. Guess what? They know where exactly the fuck you are at any moment of any day anyway. So what the hell?
2: Right. Like if you have Easy Pass and an Apple Watch, you're pretty much already fucked on the, them finding you front.
1: Yes. Any mobile phone, they know where you are. You right, can turn off location; they still know where you are. I learned that
2: from Jack Bauer on 24, that they passively triangulate you. <laughs> I still don't know what that means, but it, it's real apparently. That's just good writing. It is. It really is. Whenever I do legal commentary on homicide cases and they get the cell phone experts, I always want them to say passive triangulation. <laughs> they I mean, never that's the it. best
1: use of the word triangulation.
2: It really is. It really, really I just is. Just try to
1: use it in any other context. Hey, I'm in what part of the supermarket are you? I'm over here. Let's triangulate. <laughs> and mean, over in pork.
2: <laughs> it never doesn't work. It's always good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's our second segment, folks. Surprise! I know people
2: were busy timing us for yes. the segments. Um, I do have some bad news for you on the cruise ship front that we will get to in a moment. Oh, dear. Yeah, uh, it is a, It is an oh, dear. Uh, but before we get there, we have some other bad news to talk about.
1: Oh, do we now?
2: We do. So, so earlier today, uh, there was some terrible news coming in about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So I say that this is terrible news, um, not because medically it seems all that bad, but just because uh, sort of news cycle wise, it's going to be a shit show.
1: Yeah, they pulled the J&J, right? Yeah.
2: So apparently six women reported uh, blood clotting effects after having received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And in response, the FDA and the CDC paused the Johnson & Johnson vaccine while they investigate further. Not good. Yes, not good, right? We never want to hear that anyone had either side effects or, uh, you know, some kind of terrible result after getting any vaccine. However, these are six women in 7 million doses. So on one hand, we don't even know yet if this effect came as a result of the vaccine. Because when you're talking about like one in a million ratio, it's possible that these people had health problems anyway, and it was entirely coincidental.
1: But it just takes one to create like a massive mob of crazy people that think it's going to kill them too.
2: Exactly. And I mean, and not at all to minimize what may have been a severe health effect for someone. You know, I'm not trying to minimize that because that's serious. And of, and it sounds like, at least from the kind of shallow research I did on it, um, the FDA and the CDC pausing a vaccine is nothing totally outlandish it's something that they do all the time whenever there's there's a potential side effect from a vaccine that they want to look into more so it's it's not like this is some kind of unprecedented uh action on the part of the cdc and the fda
1: wait are they going to do some kind of autopsy on these women to see if they have genetic abnormalities i mean i i just well also the women didn't only one of them passed away so, the
2: other ones had issues, and one I think is in critical condition but um, but the other ones, I think are okay. and I mean, I guess we'll have to see they'll have to go through probably an exhaustive health history of these women. I- I'm very interested to know like where this is gonna land. I'll tell you kind of my own personal uh, like connection to what's going on with this so what happened to these women were that they they had some kind of event of thrombosis which is blood clotting and all through covid um there has always been this kind of underlying undercurrent of information where covid is related to blood stuff um there have been studies related to less covid transmission for certain blood types I have a bleeding disorder, and I know that people with my bleeding disorder, the studies have shown that they that they experience far less COVID symptoms if they do indeed catch COVID. There's been some good medical evidence that something about the COVID virus is like connected to blood, blood clotting, blood type, and that kind of thing. So it wouldn't be totally outlandish to think that maybe there really was a side effect that had to do with bleeding and clotting. Um, you know, we'll have to see. Already, it's like I'm bracing myself for what's going to happen now.
1: So are they going to start screening people before they're vaccinated to check their blood type and correlate that against trends in blood type and vaccination?
2: I mean, we'll see. I I think that before they get anywhere near screening anyone, there would have to be some kind of actual determination that the vaccine really was the cause of this event for these six women. And we don't know that yet. But... You know, if you remember, Matt, last week we talked about that one factory um, or was it a factory? I don't know. I'm using the wrong
1: word. It was like one warehouse that was mixed, the J&J, with the AstraZeneca.
2: Yeah, well, AstraZeneca uses that same platform for their vaccine and there have been problems. Um, It's not being used here, but there is some suspicion that whatever that thing that they both share is the thing that may have caused this um, thrombosis. So we're going to have to see you know, where this goes. I do know that Johnson & Johnson's stock went down a little bit. Um, And, you know, hopefully this doesn't stop people from getting vaccinated generally.
1: But, I mean, they did this in Europe and then they reinstated it, correct?
2: That they reinstated They
1: paused the vaccine in Europe and then they reinstated the vaccine in Europe after determining whatever it is that they determined. I mean, with complete and absolute empathy and um, in condolences to anyone who has been lost because of the vaccine, how do we square that against, like you said, seven million people have gotten J&J and six people have suffered this particular circumstance. Where do we square that circle?
2: Right, I mean, and I'll tell you, one in a million is certainly an odd that I would be okay to take because if you think about the death statistics of having COVID, they are so much worse. What I forget what the statistic was, but it was, you know, you're talking about somewhere in the hundreds, not in the millions
1: right. that for, like,
2: for dying from COVID.
1: Like one in eight people who live in New Jersey have died from COVID.
2: <laughs> I don't think it's quite that bad. Thank goodness. You know, when it comes to medical treatment, uh, vaccines, anything like that, we're always talking about a cost benefit analysis. We're always talking about, you know, Which risk do you take on? Because getting up and walking out of your door is a risk, you know? So to me, even if this vaccine is what caused these women to suffer, you're still talking about a one in a million chance. Actually, it's a less than a one in a million chance. So I mean, really, you have a higher chance of getting struck by lightning. So I kind of feel like I'm okay with that. And I hope it doesn't deter people.
1: So what is the process that the FDA and the CDC have to go through? to vet this out before they reinstate it?
2: That's a great question that I have no answer for.
1: (laughs) Google it, listeners. Just Google it.
2: I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, that's happened. It just happened today. It just happened a few hours ago. So I imagine that within the next few days, we'll probably get information about what's going to happen. What did they find? What kind of study did they do? It's something really to look out for. But this is, you know, really breaking news today. So, uh,
1: you know, we'll have to just follow it. And indeed we shall. Are you ready for the... Bad news about the cruises? Oh, Jesus Christ. You're, I'm already pre-disappointed. This can only go uphill at this point. Are they canceling all cruises around the world?
2: Oh, no, not yet. But this is like some only in America flavored drama going on. So remember, we talked about how, how some businesses and arenas and places like that are going to use vaccine passports. And they're just going to set their own rules that you know, maybe there's an all-vax section or maybe you can't you know, you can't use their facilities unless you're vaccinated. Well, the cruise industry has been shut down in the U.S. by the CDC. The CDC a while back issued what's called a no-sale order. So cruises have not been allowed to leave from U.S. ports unless you're talking about tiny, tiny cruises with like 200 people on them. But regular, big like Royal Caribbean and Norwegian and all those those. Cruise lines, they have not been allowed to leave US ports at all.
1: Wait, so regardless of there being this business incentive for these cruise lines to do the vaxxed only and they're selling out, these are cruises that leave from ports that are not in America.
2: Yeah. And I didn't realize that initially when I read that story about them selling out. They were all leaving from foreign ports because they can't leave from the US. And and I thought I heard that maybe some of them were booking for like well into the future. Um, out of U.S. ports, but no one knows when the no sail order is going to be lifted.
1: So they're flying to Mexico or flying to Europe or flying to the Caribbean to leave on a boat from there because they can't leave on a boat full of vaccinated people from the U.S. Right. Okay. So
2: obviously the cruise industry is like way hot and bothered about this because they're like, hey, people are on planes, people are in offices, people are ready to go back to Broadway. I'm like, when can we sail the cruise ships? So, you know, it's a fair point, honestly, it really is. So at least one cruise line, it was Norwegian, who I think also owns Royal Caribbean. They said, listen, we have a whole plan for how we're going to make this ultra safe. We're going to require that every single person that boards is vaccinated. Um, We're going to require that every single employee is vaccinated. And the CEO went on TV and he was asked, well, you know, what if you have an employee that can't get the vaccine? And he answered, that employee is not going to work then, like, too bad, like, all 100% vaccinated, end of story, right? So the cruise companies, their argument is like, hey, if we implement this incredibly strict policy, there's really no reason that we should still have the no-sale order. And, hey, CDC, could you please lift it? And? Okay, so we don't know yet what the CDC is doing okay. because here's what happened. You may remember lots of cruise ships leave out of Port Canaveral in Florida. That's like a big place that cruises out. Wait, right? this is
1: turning into a florida thing isn't it
2: it is oh it dear is. god
1: like last time the fucking florida thing okay
2: right so florida's governor made an executive order that banned private businesses from requiring proof of vaccination so in other words if you royal caribbean if they're operating in florida they're not allowed to do it they're not allowed to say you have to be vaccinated
1: that's like a double-screwed, blue and tattooed at the same time.
2: Can you imagine how annoyed they must be? They went through all of this trouble to develop what they thought was a super safe plan. They're able to try to like you know sell it to consumers, like, hey, go get your vaccine, and then you can come aboard. And then Florida's like, no, you're not allowed to do that.
1: Have we, without making this too political, have we found out, or in your spelunking in the news, the rationale behind Ron DeSantis' decision to do this?
2: Yeah, the rationale is actually pretty clear on the face of the executive order. And by the way, it's not just Florida. There are four states that have done it. Uh, Utah did it. Florida did it. Well, I can't remember the other two states now, but it's four states. And I think Idaho is one of them. And they've done it in very in various ways. And in fact, one of the states, I believe Idaho, in their executive order, they actually referenced New York state. In other words, they wrote a law that said, we know New York state is doing this and we don't like it in the various executive orders they've all said we think that this infringes on citizens freedom we think that it's interfering with individual liberty for anyone to require proof of vaccination now is that unusual
0: asterisk,
2: it's not super unusual to say that a certain thing infringes on liberty what is unusual is that you have you have really some states going so far and to say that you know Even private businesses can't do it because it's not, you know, they also said government entities cannot require proof of vaccination. And that is something that is within their control. But to force private businesses, really, it's to disallow private businesses from making their own rules about who they will do business with. Um, I think it's insane. And I, I don't understand what the possible logic is when you have a business that brings so much revenue to a state. To then cripple that business by stopping it from doing something that would potentially save its industry.
1: So this doesn't apply to Idaho or Utah, being that they have no coasts. Says me who remembers geography. <laughs> right. Florida-specific conversation here. None of this makes any sense to me. But if we're just going to say hashtag Florida it doesn't really solve the problem. Do you remember? Because I don't. The type of government whether it's oligarchy or communism, I don't know what it was, where the government decides what business can and can't do.
2: That's not uh, fascism.
1: Right? Is that fascism? <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, at, I'm out of my isms. I don't know where I'm at now, but it's definitely not democratic or republican either way. It just seems it's like it's- definitely
2: not, yeah, like it's not like free open market capitalism. It's not that.
1: I, I just always love like open markets, free markets, capitalism. No, 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 not that kind But this kind, open markets capitalism.
2: Let me tell you, watching the
1: CEO of Norwegian Cruise Lines
2: uh, on CNN the other day, I I literally thought he was going to explode on the screen. (laughs) He, He looked like, you know that Disney cartoon with the four, what is it, Inside Out with like the four emotions, the guy that's anger and he pushes the plunger and his head just like goes on fire. That is what the cruise guy looked like. Because you could just see he was so frustrated after coming up with this very complex and difficult plan to get the business back off the ground and then just being blocked from doing it. It was, your heart had to just go out to him and all the employees. So book your cruises, people. On the lighter side, here's some ads. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe.
1: So we're back and I'm reading here that the HIV vaccine, yes, the HIV vaccine is closer than ever after new trials show promising results. How is this related to coronavirus and the pandemic?
2: Apparently there was an experimental vaccine developed by the AIDS vaccine initiative and it is getting a 97% response rate among the participants in a phase one trial. This is
1: huge. Is it related biologically to any of the mRNA work they've been doing for coronavirus?
2: So it seems like, yes, the mRNA vaccine is somewhat of a novel approach in HIV. Now, here's what I don't understand. And, you know, maybe smarter people can help me out with this. Uh, The COVID vaccine is not the first mRNA vaccine that has ever existed. That technology has been around for quite a while. HIV has also been around for quite a while. I don't understand why this was the first time that they tried that kind of vaccine with HIV. Like, why aren't they trying everything?
1: Honestly, I don't know enough about the HIV virology space to compare it to what I know the progress is in the cancer space. But I do know that viruses have been used in many cases in clinical trials and pediatrics to look at how we advance the way that cells are manipulated to uh, spark an immune response in the body.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and what I know is that that mRNA vaccines are different than other vaccines because they don't introduce a, a weakened virus. Instead, they teach the body how to make a protein that triggers the immune response. So it's like slightly different. But uh, I'm not I just don't really understand, like, well, why hasn't this been done before? I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure it's not like they just didn't think of it, you know, or they just didn't feel like trying that one. Um, But it it really seems like it's good news uh, because the big problem with the HIV virus is that it mutates really rapidly. And that's why it's very difficult to, like, track it down. And apparently, mRNA vaccines work better with those type of viruses than do other vaccines. So, I mean, let's not forget, HIV is still a global epidemic. It's still considered an epidemic by the WHO. So any kind of help in the land of HIV is so, so important. And if it's one good thing to come out of the COVID pandemic, uh, I mean, that would be spectacular if, if we could then find you know, a cure, a vaccine, something that is going to significantly help HIV.
1: And speaking of more good news, there's always been this chaos and cacophony around, where do I get vaccinated? And this website is terrible. And my dad's 80 and can't use the internet. And along comes this intrepid entrepreneur named Nick Muter, who invented something called the COVID-19 vaccine spotter. It sounds like it's solving problems. Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so so this guy Nick Muter he created a website and it tracks appointments all over the place, um, and it, it it comes up on your screen, you know, wherever you you live or wherever you're searching, and it shows you a green dot if there's an appointment available, a red dot if there's a site with no appointments available, and a gray dot if there's a site but they're not sure if there's any appointments available. It tells you which vaccine is available at which location. So interesting anecdote. Our producer on this show told me that yesterday she checked what was available around her and there were several sites around her that were offering appointments for the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Well she checked back in today and those same sites did not have the appointments anymore. So it must it, it's updated every 30 minutes. It sounds like it must be pretty accurate because as soon as the uh, FDA paused the Johnson and Johnson vaccines, those appointments disappeared.
1: There's got to be like nine guys on hamster wheels figuring this out using like pen and paper every hour. How do you connect this to EMRs if you're just a guy with a website? Anyway, he's
2: not just a guy. He's a software engineer. They're magical.
1: Then he's not a guy. (laughs) How does some wizard software engineer figure this out? Well, he's a wizard software engineer.
2: He's not even taking any money for it. He's donating any donations to UNICEF. Come on, you got to love this guy.
1: But I think that solves a lot, doesn't it? It helps a lot of people find out what's around them. It's kind of like, there was a, used to be an app called Near Me, right? Remember Near Me? It would show no. you all the things going on socially in your neighborhood, like a picnic here or an improv everywhere there. Near Me.
2: That's like Bumble or like Tinder, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Tinder so without the dating, but for vaccines.
2: Wait, do you know that people are putting their vaccination status on the dating websites?
1: So you mean like de-identifying their, their vaccine ID cards and edit them to their profiles?
2: Yes, exactly. But yeah, isn't that cool, though? I thought I was like, wow, that's amazing. The world has changed. Quarren dreams and Tinder vaccines.
1: So this concludes our broadcast day on this episode of Vaxon. Elora would like to wish you... Sweet Quarren dreams to all. Sweet Quarren dreams. Good night. That's all for today, folks. If you like today's show, the conversation continues on Twitter at Pod. That's
0: V-A-X-O-N. Pod. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your friends to listen. Baxon is a product of OffScript Media. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. Our senior producers are Brianna Seeley and Andrew McDowell. It is mixed and edited by Brianna Seeley. Our theme music is by Chair Model. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com
1: to share comments, feedback, and make recommendations. For more information, visit
0: offscript.com.